Hallelujah. Well, this week uh, we've been working through a question that God had asked me, and I just felt that it was a question that he was asking us collectively because as we've been coming to the altar, that's our theme, come to the altar, amen, and that we, you know, have been meditating and chewing on Romans 12.1 where it says, you know, laying yourselves down as living sacrifices, holy and acceptable to God, because that's our reasonable service, amen? And so then the Lord just kind of asked me this question, like, well, who are you becoming? Because if I'm coming to the altar, I should be becoming more like him. I should be becoming more holy as he is holy, amen? I should be becoming, transforming, changing. My mind should be renewed. My talk should be different. My walk should be different. I should actually even look different, amen? And so that's the question he's asking us collectively, who are you becoming? Because it's not enough to come into the presence of the Lord and leave the same way that you came in. It's not enough to come in and be filled up with the Holy Spirit and then cuss somebody else out on Highway 4. Come on, you know, I'm going to be real. I'm going to be real. But he's watching and he's seeing us. And he's saying, I, who are you becoming? So he's challenging us to really become holy as he is holy. And it is a daily sanctification, sisters. It's a daily sanctification. This is not a religious thing that we have to do. I need us to really get that out of our mind because, you see, religion will tell you that if you do these steps and do this consistently and do this and do this and a formula and a playbook and all these things, that's religion. That's man's way of getting to God. But he says, if you just yield your heart to me, if you surrender, if you are obedient to me, if you become wood, amen, if you become light, if you just become more holy as I am holy, then that is all I need for you to do. It's a becoming. It's a changing. I think about when Jesus told his disciples, he said, take up your cross and follow me. Now think about that. The cross at that moment represented dying, dying. He told them, he said, Take up your cross and follow me. He says, you take up everything and be willing to die for me and follow me, right? So there's some things that need to die in our lives, amen? We need to have some funerals in our lives because there's some things that need to die because we are becoming. We're becoming the bride, amen? So this is the word this morning. The Lord said you're becoming a bride. (laughs) You're becoming a bride. And a bride gets herself ready. Come on. The bride gets herself ready. She gets herself ready for her bridegroom. She's not sitting here twiddling her thumbs. She's not trying to keep herself busy. No, she's getting herself ready for her bridegroom. And there was an image that I saw um, yesterday, and I kind of, you know, saved it in my phone. I, I write a lot of notes, and I save a lot of things because I like to go back and read or meditate on it. And what I saw in this image just kind of like, it, it, it just kind of made me think about a bride that is ready. And in the image, right, if you can kind of get a little image of this, there was a lion in the photo, And it was a white lion. It was glistening. And so it was kind of like off, you know, kind of in the background. But what was in the forefront was the bride. And all you could see was, you know, the bottom of her white 
dress kind of draping down. And then on her feet, she was tying her shoes. But the shoes that she had on were boots. Come on. The shoes that she had on were boots. And the Lord spoke to me through that image. He said, you're a bride getting ready. But just know it's not that these boots are meant to um, be for war because we know that the battle is the Lord's. Amen. But he says that I'm giving you boots because you're going to tread, come on, on serpents, and you're going to walk through some fiery places. And I need you to be a bride in boots. Come on. I need you to be a bride who's ready, ready to stand on my truth. Think about those boots. You know, the Bible talks about this in Ephesians 6 where it says these shoes, amen, for our, our for the gospel of peace. So these this, these boots are significant. And I just, I kept looking at this image, and I heard the Holy Spirit say, become a bride. Become a bride who is ready. Now, I have to take us to um, Revelation 19. The song we were just singing and worshiping to was uh, based on this particular uh, scripture in Revelation 19. And it says in uh, verse 7, and I'm reading out of the Passion, it says, let us rejoice and exalt him and give him glory because the wedding celebration of the Lamb has come and his bride has made herself ready. Now, I want you to highlight that, circle that, write that down if you take notes. It says his bride has made herself ready. And now check this out. Fine linen, shining bright and clear, has been given to her to wear. Come on. It's been given to her to wear. And the fine linen represents the righteous deeds of his holy believers. Who are you becoming? Then the angel said to me, write these words, wonderfully blessed are those who are invited to the feast at the wedding celebration of the Lamb. And then he said to me, these are the true words of God. This this wedding, this this wedding uh, celebration, this covenant, this this union between uh, Jesus and his bride, you know, the bride and the bridegroom, it, it's this beautiful, beautiful photo, picture of just this union that he wants to have with us. But a couple of things I want you to see. Yes, his bride readies herself, but he gives her what to wear. He gives her what to wear. And I want you to just think about this for a moment, because this is not, uh, again, a religious thing that we're talking about, because we think that there's things we have to do to get to God, and all he's looking for is a heart that is pure, yielded to him, and readying herself. How do you ready yourself? How do you become the bride? Well, you, you actually yield yourself. You know, I think about when I was becoming a bride, when I was getting ready to get married to um, my very, very handsome husband, Christian Wilson. Um, You know, I was preparing myself in different ways. One, I was preparing my mind because I was about to transition from singleness to being married. So I had to get my mind changed and my mind renewed, amen? So like those in line with Romans 12, 
1, 12, 2. You know, don't be conformed to the pattern of this world, but be you transformed by the renewing of your mind. My mind had to get renewed because I had to understand that no longer would I have singleness, but I would actually now be in a covenant. It'd be two, uh, you know, two becoming one. We'd be joined together, um, you know, and I had to really renew my mind on that. You know, I had to prepare my heart. You know, I had to prepare my heart because I had to get myself ready to love my husband. You know, the vows that we take, right, in sickness and in health, in rich or poor, till death, I had to get my heart ready for that. I had to ready my heart to be a bride, to be a continual bride, because the wedding day was just one day. But I had to be a bride continually, amen? I had to get my heart right, amen? I had to change my heart. I had to purify my heart so that I could understand that no matter what, I will love. No matter what, I will love. You see, a lot of people give up, specifically uh, in the things of God, because of their heart condition, right? Maybe he doesn't show up the way you wanted him to, or he didn't answer the prayer, or tragedy strikes, and immediately we give up on God, and it's because our heart, our heart wasn't fully uh, changed and transformed, amen? So how do we get ourselves ready? How do we become a bride? We become a bride by a ch- uh, changed heart, a changed heart. And then I had to change my lifestyle when I was preparing to get married. I had to change my lifestyle. So the things that I did and and the activities and all those things, it was changing because I wasn't going to do it alone. Come on, somebody. I wasn't this independent woman forever. I was now going to be uh, submitted to my husband. I was going to understand that he's head of this of the household, and I was going to take a new position. This is the thing we have to understand as we ready ourselves as the bride. Many times we think, well, I've got to be weak um, if I have to submit. But that's not weakness. Come on. Meekness, I want you to get this. Because the Bible tells us, blessed are those who are meek. Meekness is not weakness. I'm going to say this again. Meekness is not weakness. Meekness is recognizing who holds my future, who holds uh, my story in the palm of their hand. Meekness is a, is a humbling, amen? And so God says, be meek. Right, so we see this as, oh well, if I've got to be a bride, I've got to be weak, I've got to be submissive. It's like, no, you're a bride with boots. <laughs> you're a bride with boots. So you're ready. You're readying yourself, and so you're being meek. You're being humble. You're honoring the Lord. Amen. So one of the things the Lord was showing me is that it's important that we ready ourselves to become this bride. We ready ourselves to become this bride. And he took me to two different um, scriptures that I want to share with you. The first one is in Matthew 25. Again, I'm going to read this out of the Passion. Many of us know this parable of the ten virgins, this parable of the ten virgins. But I want to read this to you because there's a readying that he's asking us to do. So, again, a bride with boots. 
right? These boots represent being equipped. Come on. The boots aren't a representation of war. It's a representation of being equipped, right? Because the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for the pulling down of strongholds. So he says you're a bride with boots, meaning that you actually are strapped <laughs> and equipped. You see, because the devil is not going to see you coming because you're a bride getting ready. Right, But if you're not readying yourself, if you're not changing your mind, changing your heart, transforming your lifestyle, come on, you won't be strapped and ready when he comes because he's coming soon, you guys. And the Bible says we don't know when. And here's the question you have to ask yourself. When he comes, how will he find his bride? He says, I'm coming back for a bride without spot or wrinkle. It doesn't say that I'm looking for a bride who's perfect. He's looking for a bride who's been readying herself. Come on. She's been getting herself ready so that when he says, let's go, it's time to come into the wedding celebration. We're not trying to get ourselves ready. Oh, hold on, Jesus. You know what? I need to um say goodbye to uh, Kiki and Peaches real quick. And I got no, 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 no. He's looking for a bride who's ready. Now, this is the parable of the ten virgins. Listen to what he says. Again, I'm reading out of Passion, Matthew 25. At the time my coming draws near, listen to this, heaven's kingdom realm can be compared to ten maidens who took their oil lamps and went outside to meet the bridegroom and his bride. Five of them were foolish and ill-prepared, for they took no extra oil, check that out, for their lamps. Five of them were wise and sensible, for they took flasks of olive oil with their lamps. When the bridegroom didn't come, when they expected, they all grew drowsy and fell asleep. Then suddenly, in the middle of the night, they were awakened to the shout, get up. The bridegroom is here. Come out and have an encounter with him. So all the girls got up and trimmed their lamps, but the foolish ones were running out of oil. So they said to the five wise ones, share your oil with us because our lamps are going out. Verse 9, we can't, they replied. We don't have enough oil for all of us. You'll have to go and buy some for yourself. While the five girls were out buying oil, catch this, the bridegroom appeared. Those who were ready. Those who were ready and waiting were escorted inside with him and the wedding party to enjoy the feast, and then the door was locked. Later, the five foolish girls came running up to the door and pleaded, Lord, Lord, let us come in. But he called back, go away. Do I know you? I can assume, I can assure you, I don't even know you. That is the reason. Listen to this. You should always stay awake and be alert because you don't know the day or the hour when the bridegroom will appear. Come on. You've got to become a bride with boots. You've got to be quick. You've got to have your oil. You've got to be ready. You see, the foolish uh, virgins 
They had oil, but they didn't have enough. And when he came, they were trying to get everybody else's oil instead of equipping themselves with the oil on their own. They were trying to get someone else's oil. And so when he came, they were like, they're like, we can't give you our oil. There's not enough. We've already prayed the price. We've been getting ourselves ready. Now, what you've been doing, I don't know. We've been readying ourselves. So now you got to go buy it. And I don't know about you, but uh, when in the middle of the night, how are you going to find oil? <laughs> you know, Target's not open, right? Walmart might be open. But I'm telling you, they left and went to try to find it. And when they came back, the door was locked. Listen, God is trying to speak to us in this hour. He's saying, I need you to be a bride readying herself. Have your boots on. Come on. Have your dress on. Be ready at all times, equipping, filling, right, changing your mind, getting your mind renewed daily by the reading of the word. Come on. Changing your heart by staying in my presence, changing your lifestyle by tearing down the idols and getting rid of sin in our lives and, and, and have a heart of repentance and forgiveness at all times. Get yourself ready. Become a bride. Become a bride with boots. Ready. Ready. Now, the other thing the Lord showed me, you know, he took me to another scripture, but what I want to do is I want to highlight one more thing here. It says here that with this oil, he says that all the girls got up and trimmed their lamps. All of them had lamps, but the foolish ones, right, were running out of oil. So in other words, the wise ones had continually stored up the oil. They continually received the oil, the oil representing the anointing, the oil representing the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. So they were constantly getting poured into. They were constantly getting poured into. So they were getting oil. They were getting oil. They were readying themselves, right? And so the foolish ones, though, they only got just enough, so they started running out. Are you tracking here with me? Because that's a lot of times what we do, right? If I could just get a little taste on Sunday, that's enough oil. But it's not enough. It has to be a lifestyle. It has to be a daily pouring in, amen, and, and, and constantly getting this oil to be filled because when he comes, right, it'll be in a moment. The other thing that really was highlighted to me was that they have been waiting for him to come. Now, one group of the virgins had collected their oil, right? The other group had collected two, but the thing is is that when he didn't come, when, they, when he was expected, they grew drowsy. And they fell asleep. Now, this is important, you guys, because as we become brides, we have to be brides with boots, ready, aware, awoke, wakened, woke. Come on. Don't fall asleep in this hour. The enemy has put a sleep, uh, 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 sleeping spirit on the people of God, so they're sleeping. They're they're drowsy. They're just kind of like, oh, what? But you got to be woke. 
You got to be alert, as First Peter talks about. Be alert. Be sober-minded. Because the enemy, you know, he's looking for who he can devour. And if you're asleep, he will devour you. That's why you have to be a bride with boots, right? The boots, again, representing the preparedness, right? Preparedness, amen? So he took me to another scripture here, and I want to I wanna read this to you because, again, what happens when we fall asleep? We, we mess up and make poor decisions in the things of God. And we can, you know, thwart the plan of God for our lives because we're not awake. We're not woke. We're not in our word. We're not in his presence. So we make decisions based on our own feelings and what we think is right instead of partnering with God, right? So what ends up happening is instead of being a bride, becoming a bride and preparing ourselves, we want things our way. Like, you know, what do they call those bridezillas? <laughs> it's either my way or the highway. We become bridezillas. So God tells us, this is how I want you to prepare. And we're like, well, I'm going to prepare like that. It's because we're not woke, we're asleep, and we have allowed the lies and the traps and the snares of the enemy to form our, our thoughts on things. And, and this is why we have, you know, different um, views, if you would, of God. When his word clearly says who he is and the truth of who he is, but because we want it our way, and we want things how we want it, and we want to be comfortable, come on, and we don't want to, you know, ruffle any feathers, and we don't, you know, we don't need to sing that loud, we don't need to jump, we don't, we need to do the tongue, we don't need to do it. We want it how we want it. We miss what God wants to do with his bride. He says, I'm coming for my bride, without spot or wrinkle, not his bride with opinions and agendas and schedules and their plans. He says, I'm coming for my bride who is readying herself for me. I think about Moses and Aaron. Exodus 32 talks about a moment when Moses, he was up, readying himself. Come on. <laughs> he was readying himself. He was in the presence of the Lord. He was getting the instruction. Come on. But the people were getting frustrated because it was taking too long. So they made a decision. In fact, it was Aaron who made the decision to um, approach God the way he thought. Because he's like, well, he's not coming there's no answers, so I'm just going to go do this, you know, how I think we should do this. Now, Aaron, a priest, he was a priest. He makes this decision, and I want you to get this because this is, as people of God, we do this. 
And God says, I need my bride to ready herself, not to be asleep, not to get lazy, and not to try to manufacture my coming. You have to wait on me. And those who wait upon the Lord, come on, will be strengthened and renewed. You've got to wait, but you've got to stay awake. You've got to be woke. You can't allow your own opinion and your own feelings to, 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 to have you formulate and manufacture what God really wants to do. Listen to what happens here in uh, Exodus 32. It says here, it says, uh, now, verse 1, now when the people saw that Moses delayed coming down from the mountain, the people gathered together to Aaron and said to him, come, make us gods that shall go before us for as far as for as for this Moses, the man who brought us up out of the land of Egypt, we do not know what he has what has become of him. Come on. And Aaron said to them, Break off the golden earrings which are in the ears of your wives, your son and your daughters, and bring them to me. So all the people broke off the golden earrings which were in their ears and brought them to Aaron. And he received the gold from their hands, and he fashioned it. He fashioned it with an engraving tool and made a molded calf. Then they said, this is your God, O O Israel, that brought you out of the land of Egypt. So when Aaron saw it, he built an altar before it. And Aaron made a proclamation and said, tomorrow is a feast to the Lord. Then they rose early the next day and offered burnt offerings and brought peace offerings. And the people sat down to eat and rose up to play. And the Lord said to Moses, go, get down, for your people whom you brought out of the land of Egypt have corrupted themselves. They have turned aside quickly out of the way which I commanded them. They have made themselves a molded count and worshipped it and sacrificed to it and said, this is your God, O Israel, that brought you out of the land of Egypt. They corrupted themselves. Listen, sis, here's what the Lord is trying to tell us. Become a bride without spot or wrinkle, a bride with boots. Don't corrupt yourself with the things of this world. Don't begin to build golden calves because you can't wait for God to come. He says, I just need you to get yourself ready. Ready yourself. Ready yourself, woman of God. Get your mind right. Get your heart changed. Change your lifestyle, becoming a bride with boots, equipped with the gospel of peace, equipped with the oil, amen, ready to stand on the truth of God, ready to trample on serpents, amen, ready to kick those low-level demons in the teeth, ready to march, come on, at the sound of the trumpet, become a bride. Be ready, because at any moment, he will come. Don't get lazy and don't fall asleep, and don't corrupt yourself. Just because everybody's doing it doesn't mean it's God. Test every spirit. You got to stay woke, because in the last days, Scripture tells us that there will be false prophets, and there will be, you know, people trying to, uh, they, they believe 
you know, they, they believe God, but they deny its power, his power, come on, that there'll be words where it'll just be like itchy ears, like give me a word that is good for me and not convicting me, come on. These feel-good messages, I saw this the other day. It says everything wants to be sugar-coated. And the question that it said on this meme, it said, how can the church be the salt of the earth when we are sugarcoating the gospel? We're to be salt and we're to be light. Salt is flavorful. But when you put salt, when you taste salt, it's like, ooh, that's that's lousy. You need to be salty, sis. (laughs) Become a bride that's salty. Become a bride that can't be moved because you've got your boots. You've got your boots. And the lion of Judah, he's coming. And so we've got to get ready. And I don't know about you, but I don't want to miss the feast. I don't want to miss the moment when he says, come, have an encounter with me. Come into this wedding feast with me. I don't want to be trying to buy this oil. And I definitely am not trying to get someone else's. We, I love gleaning from other uh, people, preachers, ministers, but I need to get my own oil. I have to get my own oil. So this morning, I want to encourage you. Become a bride. Become a bride. That's right. Become a bride with boots. So the question is for you this morning, sis, are you ready? Are you readying yourself? Are the spots and the wrinkles loosening? Are you loosening your those things in your life, those spots, those wrinkles, those things that he says, I need you to let go of that. That's getting ready. Your mind is changing. Your heart is changing. Your lifestyle is changing. You're becoming a bride. So, Father, we thank you. We hear you, Lord. We hear you. You're coming soon. And you're coming for your bride. So, Lord, search our hearts. Search our minds. Is there anything in us that we need to remove so that we can become the bride that you created us to be? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you.